Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Just when they thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> I am releasing this video on December 31st, 2023, New Year's Eve. And as we look ahead to the 2024 Yankees season, there's a lot to be excited about. The addition of Juan Soto, a generational talent. Garrett Cole trying to repeat as the American League Cy Young Award winner. And hopefully a full season of Aaron Judge without any major injuries. But as always, there are major question marks that only time can answer. These are my 10 biggest questions facing the Yankees in 2024. All right, let's begin with number 10, and these are in no particular order, but can John Carlos Stanton bounce back and become a productive and healthy player once again? We all know that John Carlos Stanton, when healthy, can carry the offense. He's one of the most deadly hitters in the league when he's on one of those hot streaks. The problem is, over the last couple of years, those hot streaks have gotten shorter and they've gotten fewer and farther between. In 2022, he was an all-star. He actually won the MVP of the all-star game, but then he struggled in the second half. He finished at 211 on the season. And then in 2023, he hit 191 with 24 home runs and a 695 OPS. The OPS has fallen from 870 in 2021 when he had a pretty good year down to 695. Now, we don't expect him to be the John Carlos Stanton that hit 59 home runs with the Marlins, not at this point in his career. And we knew the back end of that contract was going to be tough, but we didn't know that the back end of the contract would start as early as it has started. He is only 34 years old. He needs to have a bounce back year. He needs to be more flexible. Supposedly this winter, he's dropping some weight and he's working on his swing path. The Yankees want him to make more contact and to hit the ball in the air a bit more because he hits the ball so hard that if he hits more fly balls, he's just going to put a lot of balls in the seats. As you can see, when he hits them, they stay hit. That's one thing that has not changed over the years with John Carlos Stanton. The question is, can he stay healthy? Can his body adjust? And can he make more contact? At number nine, what can the Yankees expect from shortstop and former first-round draft pick Anthony Volpe in year number two? In year number one, he did go 20-20. He had 21 home runs and he had 24 stolen bases. He won a gold glove. He had a 3.3 war according to baseball reference. Now, let's take a look at the negatives. He hit only 209. He had only a 283 on base percentage and a 666 OPS. Now, you would expect him to have been a little bit better across the board, especially after his spring training in which he tore the cover off the ball, but he struggled to make adjustments and strikeouts were a real problem. He struck out 167 times, which is not what you want from your speedy shortstop. I would sacrifice a little bit of power to put more balls in play if I were him. I did like after the Yankees hired Sean Casey that he made an adjustment and started driving the ball to right field a little bit more. And defensively, he was the Yankees' best shortstop since Didi Gregorius. The question is, what will he do in year two? Can he make the adjustment to become more of a contact-oriented hitter? Will he continue to improve at shortstop and become possibly a platinum glove winner? We'll find out. But I am bullish on Anthony Volpe as a player. I think he's a smart player, and I think he'll make the needed adjustments. Don't forget, he practically skipped AAA. And one final thought. 
he definitely has the clutch gene. He had a number of big home runs and big hits this year. I think that will only continue to get better as he gets more experience. Number eight, will Carlos Rodon redeem himself and put together a healthy and effective season in 2024? He was the Yankees' biggest offseason splash last year other than re-signing Aaron Judge, and his numbers were just abysmal. I mean, there's no way around it. He was 3-8. and eight. He made 14 starts. He had 64 strikeouts. He had a 1.446 whip and a 6.85 ERA, just shy of the touchdown with the extra point. His velocity was down. His control wasn't great. His attitude wasn't great. Yankees fans got on his case in Anaheim, and he flipped him off. In his final start of the year, he was getting roughed up. Matt Blake came out to talk to him on the mound, and he turned his back. Now, look, his highlights here are pretty good. They don't make highlight reels for shitty performances typically, but most of the time he was pretty shitty. We're going to need Carlos Rodon to bounce back in a major way in 2024 for the Yankees to have a shot. Number seven. After the Yankees traded four pitchers in the Juan Soto trade, who else is going to be available to pitch? They have definitely got to make some additions. If you look at their starting rotation right now, Garrett Cole, obviously the Cy Young Award winner at the top. We'll talk about him in a minute. Carlos Rodon, we just talked about how ineffective he was. He's in your number two spot. Nestor Cortez was injured a lot last year. Clark Schmidt was kind of up and down ineffective to begin and then pitched a little bit better. And Luis Hill coming back from Tommy John surgery. Nestor Cortez is another guy who needs a big-time bounce-back year. Just two seasons ago, he was 12-4 and with a 2.44 ERA. Last year, he got clobbered, and he was injured quite often, had an ERA over five. But the Yankees still have to make some additions to the rotation. Could we see a reunion with big-time lefty Jordan Montgomery? Signing Gumby wouldn't have all of the glitz and glamour of signing somebody like Yoshinobu Yamamoto, but he's a very effective and very reliable left-handed pitcher, which is something the Yankees teams of the past that have been successful have always had, whether it was David Wells or whether it was Andy Pettit or Whitey Ford or Ron Guidry. Jordan Montgomery isn't any of those guys. He's his own man, but he could be a very effective pitcher, and he's going to get paid by somebody. Dylan Cease is another guy who pitched for an abysmal White Sox team last year but has great strikeout stuff. Could be somebody the Yankees trade for. Other possibilities include Corbin Burns, who will carry with him an enormous price tag via trade. And then if you want to re-sign him, he's a Boris client. You're going to be in the same situation that you're in with Juan Soto, where he doesn't sign an extension. There's a lot of options out there. We'll see what moves the Yankees decide to make. And number six, this is one we might not have the answer to until after the season, Will Garrett Cole opt out of his record contract? Now, he signed for nine years, $324 million. The only pitcher who's ever gotten a bigger contract is Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who got a $325 million contract. Now, the Yankees, what they can do is negate his opt-out by tacking on a 10th season at $36 million. That would actually raise the value of his contract to the largest value ever, or he could opt out and try and get another deal. I think a lot of it will depend on how the Yankees do this year and on how Garrett Cole performs this year. He was 15-4 and with a 2.63 ERA in 2023, more than a strikeout per inning, less than a base runner per inning, and a 7.5 war, according to baseball reference. 
And of course, he took home the Cy Young Award. If he does it again, he's probably going to want to opt out, but the Yankees might choose to go ahead and add on that 10th year. Number five, and this could be as important as the pitching, who's going to be the primary catcher this year? The Yankees have two options. Obviously, there's Jose Trevino, who won the Platinum Glove in 2022. He's just 31 years old. He turned 31 in November. Had an abysmal year offensively, but he was playing with a tear in his wrist. He hit 210 with four home runs, but again, outstanding defense once again. And the Yankees have their one of their top prospects, but definitely their top catching prospect, Austin Wells, who made his debut in September. Now, he didn't absolutely set the world on fire. He had 70 at-bats. He hit 229. He hit four home runs. He showed some good power. He showed some clutch ability, showed power to all fields, a 97 OPS plus, and he looked good behind the plate. Now, this is going to come down to that old time-tested battle between the young, hitting-friendly catcher or the old, grizzled veteran who's better defensively. We saw this with Joe Girardi and Jorge Posada. We saw this with Brian McCann and Gary Sanchez, and we see it again with Jose Trevino and Austin Wells. Usually the better offensive player wins out eventually. The question is, is Austin Wells ready to break out at the big league level? We're going to find out. Number four, and this really is one of the more pivotal questions that the Yankees need an answer to. Will Anthony Rizzo recover from his post-concussion syndrome that really dragged down his numbers last season? He ended up at 244, 12 home runs, 41 RBIs, but he got off to a really good start. Up until May 27th, he had played 52 games. He was hitting 304 with 11 home runs and an 884 OPS. He was then involved in a collision at first base with Fernando Tatis Jr., after which he played in 47 games, finishing the season on August 1st. And over that time, he hit 174 with one home run and 10 ribbies. He had just 30 hits in 195 plate appearances. And over that span, the Yankees went 21 and 26. He was a guy who was really benefiting from the shift being adjusted in 2023. And I think that if he has made a full recovery, you can expect his numbers to be back where they typically are. Very respectable with good power, probably a high 20s to low 30s home run total, and let's say 260 to 290 batting average. But if he's going to be the guy who couldn't hit a fastball after that concussion, Yankees are in for a long season, and they're going to need a backup option at first base. Number three is another one of those ones that's going to take a while to figure out because he's injured. Jason Dominguez, is he for real? Jason came up and set the world on fire when he joined the Yankees on September 1st. Home run in his first at bat against Justin Verlander. Went absolutely ballistic. Four home runs in a seven-game stretch. The first time a 20-year-old Yankee has ever done that. He looked comfortable from both sides of the plate. He showed good speed. He took a lot of close pitches. He looked very relaxed and very comfortable. And after just one game in the major leagues, he was the Yankees' number three hitter and starting center fielder at 20 years old. He won't be 21 years old until February, and he's probably going to be out for the first few months of the season. But if he can live up to what he showed in September, the Yankees might just have a real legitimate phenom along the lines of somebody like Acuna or Mike Trout or some of these other guys who've just burst on the scene and been phenomenal. I think Jason Dominguez is one of those guys, and we're going to find out this year. 
Number two, and this is a story that's probably going to drag out well into next winter. Can the Yankees re-sign Juan Soto, who's going to get his first taste of the Big Apple and the pinstripes in 2024? He was the talk of the winter, the first part of the winter, and definitely owned the winter meetings when he was traded from the Padres to the Yankees. A perennial on-base percentage leader in the major leagues, power to all fields, 25 years old, and an exciting player who's really going to become a fan favorite in New York. That's going to drive his price up. We've already seen the numbers get ridiculous this year. We saw Shohei Otani sign for $700 million. There's been talk that Juan Soto could get 500. I could see him getting even more than that if he has a big year. But hitting in front of Aaron Judge and getting on base should be a ton of fun for us to watch. I think he's going to have a monster year. The question is, will the Yankees be able to bring him back? And number one, after another disappointing season in 2023, their worst in years, worst in about 30 years actually, will Brian Cashman or Aaron Boone be getting their last chance to build a winner? Now, that building is still ongoing. Brian Cashman is still working to fill out the pitching staff, and Aaron Boone is going to have a better lineup to work with with more lefties, Verdugo, Juan Soto, hopefully Dominguez, and hopefully Austin Wells can be impactful. That should give some more balance to the lineup. Now there's a question, can the Yankees get the most out of this talent that they've assembled and that they continue to assemble? If they have another tough year where they flirt with 500 or miss the playoffs, I'd expect Aaron Boone or Brian Cashman, or maybe both, to be on the unemployment line. Honorable mention, Aaron Judge. Can he stay healthy? He was on pace for another 60-ish home run season when he injured his toe last year. He went into a little bit of a slump when he first came back off the injured list, but then got hot at the end of the season. Had two three-home run games last year, and I think if he's healthy, he's a lock for 50-plus home runs, if not 60, and he's still in the prime of his career. Can he stay healthy for a full season, and how is that toe going to hold up having to play center field while Jason Dominguez is out. There's a lot of ground to cover at Yankee Stadium, and you have to back up on a lot of plays as the center fielder. Be interesting to see if he holds up. I hope he will. Next is Oswald Peraza. Will he even be on the team? And if he is, where will he play? Will he play third base, or will DJ LeMahieu be the third baseman? Will he be the utility guy who plays a little bit of short, a little bit of second, a little bit of third, maybe fill in in the outfield a little bit? He showed some flashes of power. He showed some great defense last year, but didn't really get it going on a consistent basis offensively. I think he's a better player than he has shown so far, and it'll be interesting to see how he does in 2024. And last but not least, which DJ LeMayhew are we going to get this year, and what's his role going to be? Right now, it sounds like he's heading into camp as the starting third baseman. He had a tough first half last year, but really turned it on after Sean Casey came on board, and he looked a lot more like the DJ LeMayhew that we are used to, driving the ball all over the ballpark, hitting some home runs, getting some big hits. The question is, can he maintain it for a full season? I guess we'll see. Happy New Year, and we'll be back with more in 2024. 